Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for making Air Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am Mike Luke, coming to you solo right now. I am still in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As always, uh, the show again, brought to you by, for, or, well, it is your first listen, brought to you by Sonos, which is an acronym. All right, let's talk some Arizona-Oregon basketball last night. That was something that, or excuse me, Saturday night, that was a game that Arizona absolutely needed in a multitude of uh, for a multitude of reasons. First, Arizona is obviously really good. We already know that. But the thing that you worry about with this team come NCAA tournament time is that there hasn't been a lot of close games. They haven't been in a lot of close contests, and I think that's something if you're Arizona that you it's a good problem to have, but nobody gets through the NCAA tournament unscathed as far as close games and Arizona certainly isn't in that tier to be able to make that one be a difference. So Arizona needed a close game. So here's what's across the court from them. You've got an Oregon Duck team that came in ranked preseason 14th in the country. The Ducks have a ton of talent. You could watch them for two minutes and you can figure that one out. The Ducks also are a not a uh, intelligent basketball team. They make a lot of mistakes. And when you watch them, you think, man, this is a top this is a top 10 talented team in the country and somehow they're losing to ASU and Cal and losing by big margins. That's not something that should generally happen especially from a Dana Altman coach team. Be that as it may, it did happen though. But Oregon went into this game against Arizona incredibly focused and there's really no way around that. You could tell by Quincy Garrier, a career 29% three-point shooter, launching threes left and right and hitting them with reckless abandon. It was something that you generally don't see, and I can guarantee you was not on Tommy Lloyd's scouting report. Then you've got another guy in Enfale Dante, a top, you know, a former five-star big man. All the uh, all the length, strength, athleticism in the world. And a guy that, you know, finished with 14 points, 14 rebounds, basically played Christian Coloco to a standstill. But here's the difference with teams like Oregon and teams like Arizona. Oregon had a lot going right for them, including Will Richardson. But every time Oregon had a moment where it looked like you could push that lead to, what, 10? Or excuse me, to 20, to 15, Arizona would go on a 9-1 run. And Oregon really was never able to get past that. I think the problem, too, is that Arizona at this stage in the game is an incredibly focused squad. And I think they know that not every game is going to be easy for them. But at the same time, they have a continuity factor. They have a calming presence out there, a coaching uh, reliability that right now you don't see on a team like Oregon. But... The one thing that you do worry about, and we're going to talk about this a little bit on the other side, is exactly how Arizona is going to uh, play against in close games. Because honestly, like we talked about, there haven't been a lot of close games for this Wildcat team. This was a game that uh, this was a game that's going to be a little bit different for them, and it certainly played out that way. And you know, we found out I think a lot about Arizona in the process. First and foremost, Dale, or excuse me, Benedict Matherin is back. He is a player that I think that Arizona needs to be good. Arizona's got a lot of really good players, but Ben Matherin is the one guy that really jumps out at you from an NBA perspective, and you're like, man, that guy can do a lot of things out there. That guy can really play some ball. And 
right now, I mean, earlier in the season, there was a lot of times where he just didn't look like that guy. And you're wondering, what's going on with Benedict Matherin? He should be a lot better than he's showing right now. And for whatever reason, he just wasn't playing good ball. Now it's a little bit different. He has a, he's got his game face back on, and he has been able to play uh, some of the best basketball of his career. He's getting to the basket whenever he needs. He's making threes. He's got an NBA-type game to him already. So if you're an Arizona fan, I think that's something that you certainly want to see continue because this team, I think, will go as far as Benedict Matherin can take them. Again, he uh, there might be more consistent players on the team. There's not a more... There's not a more dynamic player on the team, and I think that's where Benedict Matherin comes into play right there and what makes him so unique in the grand scheme of this team and what he's able to do out there. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the rest of the team. But first, I want to tell you about Get Upside. All right, now, this uh, obviously, um, this is an incredible app, and it buys you all the gas you need to know about. Get Upside. Listeners are earning cash back. For every single gallon of gas, every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store for Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price anymore. Again, SCORE on the app as your code word. Make it happen. And the cash you get back, uh, you can cash cash out anytime on your bank account. PayPal or an e-card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. It's that simple. I was able to do it. If I'm able to do it, then I think a lot of people out there are also able to do it. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, let's talk about some of the other things that uh, were really nice from that game. Mainly Christian Coloco. Christian Coloco has been absolutely fantastic right there. He is a he was able to move without the ball. He was able to uh, uh, defend at a very very high level every time that Oregon was trying to get into the paint. And there were multiple times when Will Richardson was almost at the basket right there. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Christian Coloco is going to uh, block your shot. He showed, I think, something that a lot of NBA fans are going to be interested in. Because he was able to hedge out on the screener, but at the same time, whoever got in on him one-on-one was basically going to be in a world of trouble right there. And I think that's what's so interesting about a guy like a Christian Coloco is that he is able to make those kind of defensive adjustments. And he's not just the seven foot one plotter back there. He's a guy like a Dikembe or excuse me, like a Kevin Garnett, not nearly as good, but can move his feet, can play incredibly physical basketball and is able to make some big plays happen out there to put it mildly. All right. Dale and Terry, makes two big threes in the game. I think at this point we all know what Dalen is. I also think Dalen Terry is going to be one of the best defense or excuse me, one of the best players in the country next year assuming he is back at the U of A. And for a variety of reasons. First, he can defend like no other. We already know about that. But he's a great passer, great secondary ball handler, and his shot I think will be much much better than it was last or this season. 
That, to me, is going to be the real difference in his game because if he can start making 38% of his threes, then the college basketball world better watch out, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to make a lot of money. Not that he won't already, but that's just going to improve his stock in a big-time way. So Dalen Terry is another guy that to keep a very, very close eye on because Arizona's going to need him going forward right there. Kirk Creesa, obviously kind of a mercurial dude. He is... Uh, you don't really know what to make of him half the game, and I think basically it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, let's just be honest here. It was just kind of who he was. Uh, makes a huge three, a spontaneous three from thirty-five feet, then gives up a easy and one basket right there, or excuse me, an easy layup from Joe Young, or Jacob Young, just because he was dribbling the ball carelessly in front of the Oregon guard. That's the kind of stuff that can't happen, but, you know, with Kirk Creesa, you pick up one end of the stick, you're going to pick up the other, and if you're Arizona, I still think that you're incredibly happy to have him out there because of all the things that he can do for you in a positive light. So, there's Azulis Tabellis, by the way, best running big man in the country. Uh, my guy Kobe Thiel put that out there on Twitter the other day. I agree with that. How many? It seems like he gets two two uh, easy dunks a game just by running faster than the opponent behind him, and that's something that I think you got to give a lot of credit to Tommy Lloyd to because of how they've been able to go about getting him action, especially when he wasn't playing good ball. When he wasn't playing good ball, you kind of you're like, eh, I don't I don't really love what I'm seeing right here, but. There was always something to it where you knew that there was going to be he was going to be okay, and so far he's been okay. So those guys have all been people to certainly notice. Again, Pella Larson, I am one hundred percent apologize. I apologize. You, uh, you are awesome. You, uh, you did not deserve the slander that came your way from me. And you know what? I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. I'm going to continue to keep admitting I'm wrong because. There's something just about you that is, uh, that's you know, unique, and it's something that Arizona fans I think are uh, incredibly fortunate to have. And again, my bad, Pella. I do apologize for you. Now, one thing though that nobody needs to apologize for is Built Bar. You watch these teams out here. These both look like squads that consumed a lot of Built Bar during their times right here. And if they didn't consume Built Bar, then well. Joke is on them, not on, but it does certainly look like they consumed a lot of built bar because of just the way that they were uh, playing ball out there and how strong physical they are. And if they weren't consuming built bar, then it was something probably pretty close to it because they looked the part out there. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll wrap this up and we'll get you ready for what you need to know tomorrow. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. So Arizona beats Oregon. There's only one more team that I think that Arizona can lose to the entire way going through, and that's the USC Trojans. Uh, USC is obviously incredibly talented. The one thing you do worry about with them is can they score enough? But you know what? Arizona is far from a flawed or a perfect team as well, and I think that Arizona should be able to win win those games. Maybe be able to make some plays happen when they matter. Because honestly. Um, USC is a team that is a little up and down. They're certainly capable of beating Arizona, but they're going to have to play a pretty darn good game to be able to make that one happen. And you know what? Let's say that Arizona does lose and you got three losses going into conference tournament play. 
I don't even know what really to say about that other than a big salute of the cap to Tommy Lloyd because this is something that nobody out there saw coming, including myself. And I actually think Arizona is going to win this game. I think there's a very legitimate chance that they go into this turn, they go into the NCAA tournament as the number one overall seed. Now they're going to have to win out, certainly, but I think it's difficult at this stage to say that this isn't a team that should probably be in contention for that number one overall seat. That's how talented this team is. That's what they can do. And you look around, uh, you look around the landscape of college basketball, and I don't think that there's a lot of teams that can really mess with this Arizona Wildcat basketball team. That's how unique they are just because they can do a lot of different things out there that um, not many other teams in the country can do. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a lot of stuff. I've got a uh, Schuster and I are going to break everything down. I'll be back in Tucson. But again, for everybody out there, it's a great time to be an Arizona Wildcat basketball fan. And it's a great time to be listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. This ride's just getting started, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.